Hello, More Than Mormon podcast listeners. In this episode, we talk about Mormon temples. If you're an active member of the church or if you consider these temples to be pretty sacred, then you might want to skip this episode and we'll see you next week. I almost shit my pants in a session once. (laughs) Okay, story time. Oh my god, I remember that. It's more than a podcast. They're more than best friends. It's more than an hour of laughing and crying and then going back to laughing again. It's more than a podcast. They're more than ex-Mormon. It's the More Than Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back to More Than Mormon Podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Lena. And I'm Meg. And this is the first time we've done a podcast from the same space. Megan is the best, and she flew out from Wisconsin to Utah without me having any idea, and her and my husband kept this secret for almost a month exactly. Yeah, we're pretty sneaky. It was great. It's so hard to surprise me, but they freaking got it. I'm so, I'm still kind of shocked that she's like... Next to me in human form right now. In human form. In human form. I have form. many forms, but human is the best. Alien form, Mormon form. Chinchilla form. Yes, she has developed a chinchilla form mm-hmm. since yeah. being here. You if you it. didn't recognize on our intros, I have two chinchillas, and she has became the chinchilla whisperer. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm only here for a couple of days, but every day I make sure to spend at least an hour just... With the chinchillas becoming their friend, really. It's very true. <laughs> and it's, it's not working. even an exaggeration. That's actually no, like a generous... It's not. Like she legitimately sits there and she sweet talks them and she puts them next to her and she sings them songs. I want them to know they're loved. I mean, they, they are loved by you as well, but I want them to know they're loved by this random person that's in their house for three days. Anyway. Anyway, I'm here. So we're doing a podcast. Together in the same space. Yes, and uh, in case you didn't pick up by our hilarious little sketch, uh, we wanted to talk about temples today, and we thought since we're together, it would be fun to react to um, some of the church's um, teachings about the temple, in particular a video, which we'll either put in here or we'll link or you'll be able to hear it. You'll definitely be able to hear it. Yeah. So you told me that this video came out while you were a missionary, and they asked you... To share it with people, right? Yes. So, we have a cat, (laughs) and his collar is hitting the table. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. Love it. Yeah. So this um, series of videos came out while I was on my mission, and they're all really short, like a minute. This one is a minute and thirty six seconds, but like, you know, a good chunk of that is the like end, like click a different video to learn. So they're all like a minute ish, and we were. Um, encouraged, instructed by our mission to share them with people, um, like when we were contacting. So we would like, uh, open up our iPad and ask to share a video. And there's a lot of them that I think are way better than this one. A lot of them I shared a lot. And there's like a really cute one about families, the one about the Book of Mormon. I mean, it leaves a lot out, but at least it's like pretty catchy. Uh, this one, the temple one, a a companion and I had a conversation once that was like, 
I don't really feel comfortable sharing that one because it kind of leaves a lot out and we were just we, we just never you know like we would just choose other ones to share on the topic of temples this is sort of the church's like um first introduction to temples for people who are like investigating yeah. people just meet missionaries or people who have been less active for a really long time and never went to the temple like ever yeah. in their their membership so it's basically like temples 101 yeah and the church made this with that in mind so we're gonna watch it and um just kind of react to it and then probably share some of our temple experiences as well yep that's the plan stan um this video by the way if you want to find it on youtube it's called mormon temples um and it's from the comeuntochrist.org YouTube channel. Don't accidentally subscribe. Oh, like we did. I did that earlier. I was trying to click on something and I accidentally subscribed. So I mean, if you want to subscribe. Oh, go ahead. But if you want the truth about the temple, we don't recommend you <laughs> subscribe to this channel. I also think, I think it's really unfair that they got rid of the word, you know, Mormon in their everyday use. But then, like, they changed their YouTube channel to Come Unto Christ. This video is just called Mormon Temples to appeal to people that would be like Googling Mormon temples. So anyway, I guess do what you gotta do to get the clicks. If you've ever seen a Mormon temple, you've probably noticed it doesn't look like other buildings. That's on purpose. So what makes it different? Well, let's go back to biblical temples. Okay, pause for a second. <laughs> We're gonna pause a lot. <laughs> we are 16 seconds in. Temples look different because they cost billions of fucking dollars. They look different, but some of them, we were talking about this the other day, some of them are really gorgeous, and some of them are really ugly. Some of them are fucking hideous. Look up the Provo Temple. You'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I the Chicago Temple was always my temple, and it's not horrible, but it's like gray. It's not even white. Have you been to the Chicago Temple? I have a picture of me in front of the temple. I will post it. And they use, in the video, it's the Salt Lake temple that they're showing but temples look totally different um from each other even and they're so expensive especially considering like how like little amount of time individual members spend in them mm -hmm. very expensive there's a lot of them in utah more and more every conference they just keep announcing they just them. keep announcing them and you know the book of mormon attempts to illustrate the importance of letting go of your lavish things. Mm -hmm. Temple pictures like the inside, the interior of the buildings are available online for the public to see. Google it. You will see that these are very lavish, extravagant. They're beautiful. They're gorgeous. Marble. They're absolute, everything's white. And every temple is like customized to the area where it is. Like... Sometimes they all have like this secret theme that's either like tied to the area or it's... Let me let the kitty out. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Uh, cat's out. Cat's out. Cat's out. And cat's out of the bag about the Mormon church's money as well. Because temples are expensive, and they're, you know, members are taught sometimes not to live lavishly, and certainly to prioritize, like, giving and service over, uh, you know, investing in multi-billion dollar properties. 
Um, but the church as a whole doesn't follow that, uh, which is frustrating to learn because it's not like at general conference they announce like all the stocks they have. Absolutely not, including pharmaceutical stocks. Remember how we talked about Prop 2 in Utah, medical marijuana? Of course the church wouldn't want to use something God put on this earth to heal people. The church wants to make money through their pharmaceutical stocks in order to build this rainy day fund that they have. Rainy day fund, which in this this article I was reading it to Lena earlier, but the the rainy day fund, which I think it's not that's not clear what that means, like what it's for. Um, some people think it's for like if there's ever some big global crisis, like maybe a pandemic or something. But the church certainly didn't dip very far into it in the pandemic that we're still in. As a matter of fact, they actually earned about $6 billion in 2020. That's more than I earned. <laughs> By a, a little. lot more than I earned. <laughs> Just a smidge. Just a little bit more than I earned in 2020. And this article, um, which was pretty um, pivotal for me in my exit from the church because it came out in February of 2020. And at that time, like I was attending BYU-Idaho and like had a decently big calling um, and was super active but I was like questioning everything and was really upset with like church culture and I was trying to convince myself that like the church culture isn't the church you know like the separation between the choices people make and what the church teaches and like certainly Jesus doesn't teach us to be discriminatory or whatever uh and I had like sort of convinced myself of that. And then this article came out with like the whistleblower who worked for, um, what is it, Enzyme Peaks? Enzyme Peaks. And uh, yeah, this article came out and I was like, oh no, the church really high up is also uh, doing shitty things. So like, how high do you have to go to get to Jesus? Because I looked all the way up into the church and I like, all the way Couldn't up to the current him. prophet of the world on the earth today. And even Nowhere he to be was... Found. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. It says, Carolyn Homer, a church member who lives in Virginia, resolved to tithe less and give more to other charities, which is a great idea. Uh, after she heard about the money managed by Ensign Peak, a theme of the Book of Mormon, she said, is that God condemns churches that care more about wealth than feeding the poor. When I hear members of the church say, it's none of your business how wealthy we are, that to me is echoing that scripture we revere and not in a good way. And I remember reading that and being like, shit. <laughs> like She's right. She's right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're, the scriptures certainly, it gives this impression that like the most important thing you can do is be generous and give what you have. And certainly never implies that you should have a hundred billion dollars in a rainy day fund and not share it with the 16 million members of the church who gave you all that money. Learning about the whistleblower, I was already out. Yeah, for a, a while. Um, And I had no, like, it, it wasn't a surprise. Like, I, I wasn't surprised that the church was hoarding money. And... That makes sense. It, you know, yeah, makes sense. Of, of course, you know... You know, even if, like, 
5 million members are active or whatever, and they're all paying 10% of their income every time they get a paycheck, you know. And then you invest it. You invest you it. on top of that. Yeah. And the temples are really just one big, giant investment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a church that claims to serve and love everyone certainly didn't take care of their active members, at least not in my experience, because when I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and both my husband and I were laid off from our jobs, they wanted us to attend a 12-week self-reliance course in order to get any sort of help from them whatsoever. And they came over to our house unannounced, uninvited, and asked to see all of our bills, all of our receipts, and wanted to know how we were spending our money. And then they asked us, have you asked family members? Have you asked friends? Have you taken out a loan? Have you opened up credit cards? They wanted to do all of these things, check off all of these boxes before they were willing to help us pay just a portion of our rent. That's how Jesus did it, you know? He had uh, quite the long questionnaire before he healed anybody. And he certainly wasn't kind or generous. That's just, oh, that's so sad. And yep. it's it's extra sad because, like, it's not like you had never paid tithing. Like, you had been paying your we tithing. We were paying tithing when we were making money. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the fact that you're like, hey, we've been paying tithing. Like, we really need help. Is there any way we could get some of that tithing that we paid and the fact that there you had to jump through so many hoops to not even get it and i actually flat out told him like look we didn't invite you into our house and we certainly didn't allow you in under the understanding that we would be discussing our finances and having you try and convince me to you know pull out loans open up credit cards or whatever and i told him to fucking get out of my house good for you I think that was actually around the time I stopped going to church. It probably was because when you were sick. Well, I was super sick and it was, re church was at nine o'clock in the morning. And right around this time, um, he was in the bishopric and his granddaughter was one of the like teenagers, like middle school, young ninth women. grade, young women, young men, age range. Um, we were teaching their Sunday school class, and this girl's grandfather was like, you know, we haven't seen you in sacrament lately, and even though everyone loves you, and the kids rant and rave about how much they learn from you every single Sunday, and they love to see you, we think you would be better teachers and better examples for these children if you would come to sacrament. When, when you weren't coming to sacrament because you were so sick, that you had a tumor in your brain, so you weren't coming to sacrament meeting, but you were still showing up to fulfill your calling. Like, that's the crazy part, is you were... And Sundays were the only days we had off. Yeah, you were doing, like, the most that you could do. I was doing and everything it's never enough. I could give them. It's never enough. And then the second you ask for a little bit back, it's impossible. Yeah. So, not only is the church hoarding billions... But they're putting temples all over the world, which are essentially empty 90% of the time. And they cost millions and sometimes billions of dollars. They're just sitting there. So essentially these empty temples are what I expect they will rely on when shit hits the fan. Because it will. Yeah. And they're... They're a business, not a church. Yes. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yep. So let's continue. 16 seconds in, they're talking about ancient temples. Beginning, God's people have built temples. Moses had his tabernacle, a sort of traveling temple. And by the way, <laughs> I know I've only gotten two seconds. <laughs> But there are plenty of religions who have temples, uh, Eastern religions and Western religions. Mm -hmm. Old and new religions have temples, and we're not trying to, like, shit on any religion that has a temple. But we're specifically talking about the LDS church and their temples and what they're used for and our experience with them. Because what happens in the Mormon temple is not what happened in these ancient temples. It's just not what happened. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. And Solomon built a temple one of his greatest accomplishments. During his life, Jesus Christ spent a lot of time in the temple at Jerusalem, helping, healing, and teaching. And, and which of those three things do we do in the temple now? Helping, healing, or teaching? Because what you learn in the temple... Nothing you don't already know with the exception for the handshakes. Yeah, it's in this... I mean, the the text from the endowment session, it's the it's scriptures. A, it's, it's literally creation, the creation Adam of the world. Eve, like... And that's then, it. Okay, so, helping, healing, and teaching. So, teaching, not happening. Not healing. Certainly not happening. Although, their idea of healing is taking names on pieces of paper, putting them into a beautiful white little package, and then praying over them. The specific prayer. It's called, um, shoot, what is it? The true order of prayer. And everybody gets together Women used to veil their faces. I don't think they do it anymore. And they it's chant. Like, you do you have to stand in a special circle? It's like elbow and the hand. Yes, and, and it's the... like male, female, male, female. Mm -hmm. And they tell you if you have any harsh feelings for anybody in the room to step out of the circle. Because uh, healing doesn't work unless it's very specific. Yes. And I am sorry. For every time I put you and your husband's name on the barrel when I was still active, um, there's... I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> there's just this, like, when you when you know someone who's hurting, like, of course you're going to be like, okay, like, what's, what's the, like, quickest way to get to heaven? And it's like, you're in the temple, you get the prayer roll, and I would write down, like, tons of people's names. Like, pretty much anyone I knew who was like, inactive or investigating. I would write down names of people who were, like, sick, just people in my war that I didn't even really know, or, like, you know, just anyone who, you know, you felt needed extra love, and that was, you just kind of, like, hoped that it worked, because then, and you write them the names down, and then they just kind of randomly get put into a session and prayed mm -hmm. over, so you don't, get to see your own You never know, like, what names are in the stack when you're Who knows in if the there's session. anything in there? If there's actually anything. You know what? I've had that thought. Have you? Like, it's just, like, this empty bag. Or, like, what if it's, like, you know how old people always carry a lot of tissues? <laughs> it's what all it's the old lady like, oh, tissues. <laughs> they pick them up off the floor after a session. It's the like, ones that, like, fall out yeah, of your pocket. Uh, yeah, but you don't know what's in there. But that's their idea of healing. And, I mean, I guess they could say that you're healing when you get your initiatory because they're like i bless you with health and strength well and even just attending the temple like is supposed to bring you blessings like going out of your way making that sacrifice like living in wisconsin i always had to drive you know two hours to the chicago temple four hours to the minneapolis temple like 
that's a sacrifice. There's gas, there's time, there's energy. And, um, you know, the desire to go, being worthy to have a recommend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, just like putting in the effort is supposed to bring you blessings. But right. you, you go into the temple and, like, what is the healing? What is the healing that happens in the temple? Because I've gone in to the temple feeling great and left with a headache. So, like, you know. I almost shit my pants in a session once. <laughs> okay, story time. Oh, my God, time. I remember that. I remember that. I have just gone to... In, Re in Rexburg. Oh, my God. This is so fucking funny. So, <laughs> the... I'm having a shot because if I'm going to tell this really embarrassing story of myself, it's okay. not everyone has everyone had poops. to have an urgent poo. Hey, and also if it's like first thing in the morning and you haven't pooped and you walk uphill and then up all these fucking stairs in the Rexburg temple, and like you of wait. course you have to wait for and a then you wait. And... Yeah. Okay. So as you saw, all of the temple get up is a lot. So I walk from our apartment to the Rexburg Temple, which wasn't far, but it was cold and, like I said... And uphill. Uphill. Um, and, like, remember, very fat, coming home from the mission, very fat. Well fed. Well fed. <laughs> I'm sitting in the waiting room, and I feel fine, and, and I feel calm. We were roommates, so she had been, and I wasn't in doubt at the time, so she had been like, I'm just gonna go do a session, you know, I'll be back in a couple of hours. And Praying was, for my future husband. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, whatever. Oh, Meanwhile, she's... She's taking a shot. She's, and I am picturing her having this, like, beautiful spiritual experience. And she comes back 20 minutes later and tells me this story. Well, and probably was 40 minutes because I was in the bathroom for really long. <laughs> so, so I'm in the waiting room. I feel fine. And we get into the session. And I'm, like, in the middle. And it's a full session. Mm -hmm. And so... To give everyone a picture, it's almost like an auditorium with, like, a hallway down the middle. So, like, women sit on one side, men sit on the other, there's rows, and I'm literally, like, in the middle, middle, middle. Like, there's people on both, you know, everywhere around me. And so the little, like, movie begins, and I almost always fell asleep. And so I was, <laughs> I remember praying, like... Anything to help keep me focused and awake because I had just gotten to Rexburg and I was like about to start school. Well, be careful what you pray be for. Be careful what you fucking pray for in the <laughs> temple because it just might happen. So I'm sitting there and I'm like praying and all of a sudden I like feel that little gurgle and I was like, oh, fuck. And it like comes again and again. And it's the worst it's I start so, to sweat. It's so embarrassing because there's no... And it's not like you can't get up and go to the bathroom. But it's, everyone but is going to see it's you. It's embarrassing because you have to, like... you like everyone, everyone sees you stand up. Everyone sees you, like, excuse yourself. Everyone knows you don't leave exactly. unless there's, like... It's so embarrassing. It's humiliating. Something going on. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I will wait for the first outfit change. Mm -hmm. And I will slide myself out of the session. No one will know. And in my head... The first outfit change was a lot sooner than it actually was. <laughs> it's a while. It's a... It's a long time. It's a good I, I'd say it's a good, like, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... I know they cut it down now. Yeah, but, but I, It's a good 20 minutes or so. Yeah, it's... It's still... It's not... There's a good chunk before... Yes. There's, like, a sort of natural break. Yes. Where you could excuse yourself. Yes. And so it got to the point... I Like I said, I'm sweating. 
I'm like breathing really heavy. Now I'm praying not to shit my pants in all white. In a dress. Sitting on a white chair in a dress with, and in Rexburg, you know everyone in that room, you're going to like have English class with the homie sitting next to you. I spoke in state conference at BYU-Idaho. Guaranteed there were people in that session who knew who I was. So, so that's a, they're like, this used to be a, a state conference. And they're, they're like, hey, like, that's the girl who almost shit her pants. That's the girl who almost shit her pants. So. Oh, my God. And Mormons love to know celebrity Mormons. So I'm sure they loved it. I cannot <laughs> believe I'm telling this story to a public platform right now. Like, anyone who's ever met David Archuleta, like, don't shut the fuck up about it. And meanwhile, like, in Rex, where people are like, I met the girl who I almost was, shit her pants in the temple. I was stopped by some dude. He was like, hey. Are you that tattooed convert girl who spoke in state conference? Which is funny to look back on because anybody who was there knows that they did not fix the little podium. And it was like this. Because <laughs> I'm fucking short. Anyway, I'm like, how do you recognize me? You saw this much of me. Anyway. Anyway, back before people wore masks. Back before people wore masks. Way easier to recognize Way people. easier, Yes. So I call the little old temple lady over and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I need to use the restroom. And she goes, okay, just one second. And she walks over and she tells one of the men, like, helping officiate the session, they stop the video, turn the lights on. Oh my gosh. And she escorts me. Oh my God. Out. The only reasons that would happen is if you're going to, like, poop or barf or you're going into labor, like... Or you just suddenly are like, the church isn't true. <laughs> you should have screamed that you on your way out. You realize that. That's like less embarrassing. It than... would have been. Yeah. And so she shows me where the restroom is. And so in the Rexburg Temple, the restroom has like this little like waiting room almost right before you like go into the bathroom. And she won and the one she led me in mm -hmm. was just like a one toilet, like huge bathroom, which of course echoed horrendously and she's i did not know that she was standing outside of the door the entire time and like a few minutes pass and she goes um sister you should have just been like i've been translated are you <laughs> <laughs> i'm not in here anymore <laughs> she goes ma'am are you okay and I, I was like yep i'm okay still sweating mm -hmm. right Holding on to like the little railing. <laughs> she goes, would you like us to, to like stay and like hold? I'm like, no, just continue the session. I'm going to be a minute. <laughs> oh my God. It was embarrassing. And I don't know if I ever actually went back and did a session after that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she comes back, she walks back and it's, you know, before they changed it, an endowment was, like, two hours, and then plus, like, the time to wait, whatever. And then going into the celestial room, which, when I got out of the bathroom, I asked if I could go into, and they're like, you have to do an ordinance to go into the celestial room. I'm like... Which is annoying, because you've already been endowed. Yeah, I'm like, I, what are you fucking talking about? And you need healing. And so according Apparently, to this video, which we're only 33 seconds into... I could have used... Some priesthood healing. Yes, healing is the other thing. Healing, helping, and teaching, and helping, I don't even, I don't know, the temple. 
I, I know people will, I think there must be something in going and meditating over something and right. getting that sort of like. And the temple is very like quiet and beautiful and reverent. And so I can totally see yeah, how meditation is. Meditation is, is phenomenal. It makes sense that there would be some sort of healing for some people. But I was always filled with anxiety in the temple. I was very scared of things like that happening to me, especially because I was your roommate when that happened. You come back and tell me the story, and I was like, well, I'm never going to the temple. <laughs> Just make sure you poop before. I mean, even then, you never know. We're both people with slightly irritable. <laughs> <laughs> we had Olive Garden last night. With I was fine with Isaac, and uh, this morning I was like those stuffed shells. <laughs> <laughs> Too much cheese. Too much cheese. So then I would get in my head. I Mostly would just be like, because my diet is coffee. I have to be careful about what I eat the day before because I know I'm going to the temple. Like, and then it's a huge sacrifice to get ready to go. It is, especially when you have to drive so far. And like, I get migraines, and I was always so afraid of getting a migraine in a session and being like, "Do I just stay here, yes, like suffering, awful, or like awful. do I excuse myself and have people think I'm shitting my pants? Like, <laughs> it's a lose lose." I had so much anxiety about going to the temple, and that's just endowments. Like, I can't even. We don't have time for oh my baptism. Gosh, there's just so much. There's Should so we much. continue before we get into more pooping <laughs> stories? Yeah, I don't have any more. Thank God, that's the only one. And I didn't actually shit my pants. I mean, it she made it on the record, on the church record. She made it. Mm -hmm. You're. I mean, you, you just saw her temple stuff. It's still white. It's still white. <laughs> That's still what happens in temples today. No, it's not. No, it's not. You. You're not actually going to show us, though. This is the thing. Inside the different rooms. Let me show you. Opens up to a cartoon. A cardboard. <laughs> and you're not actually allowed to look through the temple. Even when they have open houses, they guide you through it. You're not they allowed to just, through. like, walk through and enjoy it on your and own. And even you as an endowed member, you're like, can I just sit in the celestial room for a minute? And nope. they said no. It's like, let me show you But my happens, tithing but... money paid for this fucking bitch. Why not? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know the answer. If I knew the answers, I would still be a Mormon. <laughs> yep. This is true. So they're not going to show us anything. They're not going to show us because it's sacred, not secret. They don't want to be showing people and sharing what goes on in temples because it's weird. Y'all, you saw what I came in wearing. So they're not going to show us, but they're going to show us. Like promises with God. Promises to keep his commandments. Promises to... <laughs> Which you do not know what they are until you are in the temple and before you know what they are, before anything begins while you're sitting there all dressed in white with all of your loved ones around, maybe even your future eternal companion. Mm-hmm. And they say, if you are not ready to take on the covenants and be serious about it, then you can leave. Then you can leave. You can get up and leave. And they like pause. They like give everyone like a moment if they want to get up and exit the room. Who the fuck's gonna do that? Not me. Like how nice of them to offer that before, before. you even know what you're going to covenant to so do. So there's zero informed consent when it comes to going to the temple. I was only prepared for what was to happen because I had seen the anti-material that's online about what actually happens in the temple and having seen that material and having gone to the temple and participated in these ordinances a lot, I can tell you that it is real. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is if it's, if it's so sacred and it's not secret, it's sacred, then 
why wouldn't God want more than one percent, if that, of his children to like see something sacred? And to be and able to it, like be inside his house. And if it were sacred, why wouldn't all these people who've watched this like anti video, this leaked footage of what goes on in the temple, why wouldn't all those people be converted? If it's so sacred, then it should be powerful and it should be impactful and it shouldn't be something that you only find out about when you're already it's already happening and you can't and turn back. Right. I don't know, you can turn back, but like you can, but I mean honestly think about it like that's the technique though. Like they everything make such a in big the deal out of it. And so that. by the time you finally get there, even though you have the agency to walk out, like you really don't. Like the consequences aren't worth getting up and leaving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like that with everything in the church. Like it's, they share, you know, you meet missionaries and they share all the good stuff and then you're yep. like, great. And then they're like, okay, but you have to be baptized. So then you do the work to get baptized and then, you know, you start learning more things. It's like, great, but you have to go do the temple or you have to get sealed. Or you have and to every, tithing. every future blessing you're looking towards, there's all these things you have all to do to get there first. And you don't know that at the start. I, when I was baptized, I didn't know I would have to go to the temple at all. I don't even remember if I learned about temples, and if I did, it wasn't impactful enough for me to understand what was going to happen. Well, remember when you said that no one had showed you garments until I did? Yeah. No, uh, You're not allowed to look. The ver you're supposed to, like, buy them before, leave them in the package, and then you go into, like, this initiatory... Initiatory? That's not the word. Initiatory. initiatory. You go into this initiatory session... And they put you in what looks like a white paper sack. They didn't do that when I went through. Really? Yeah. When I went through, they changed it. So, because it used to, used to be naked back in the design. It, I wasn't naked. And then they upgraded a few times to... Well, the drape used to be, we went from like naked to like a drape with like cutouts on the sides. Mm -hmm. So you were technically covered top to bottom ass... But everything else, I mean, I'm sorry, I have tank tops that, like, cut real down. You see the whole boob. Which is fine, I have good boobs. Which is fine. And the initiatory is something that's done, like most things in the church, uh, men and women are separated. Separated. But unlike most things, the women do They are allowed the to perform these So your blessings. boobs might be out, but there's a woman doing it. But, the, but when I went through, I was went into a little changing room. You know, the normal, you know, you put yourself in a locker and you change. But I, it was the same thing. I, like, went and I bought my garments and, like, my mom and my friend's parents came with me. So they, like, helped me, like, pick them out and pick out my, like, your, my dress and whatever. And then I went into the temple and changed into my garments, like, put them on for the first time and my temple dress. And then oh. did my initiatory. And that's how they do it now. So I had just my garments. And so I had heard conflicting things. So I put my garment on and then I'm like holding my bra and I'm like, what do I do with this? The bra and garment situation I could talk about for a million years because it is. I was specifically told the garments are always closest to your skin. Always. Bra over. I was told that, but I was told by other people it's okay to wear it under if that's more comfortable or if you're, you need that support. And that's allowed. I've also heard, um, allowed. I, ridiculous? Well, and I went to, I had to go to the doctor on my mission. I had to get an ultrasound and like my kidneys and my gallbladder and stuff. And 
like how am awkward for this like ultrasound tech to like lift my shirt up and my garments and my bras and my shirt. There's so many layers. Yep. And, and it's don't 100 degrees outside. She's like, oh, why and are you wearing also, five shirts? You're also not to show anybody these garments unless they're like endowed. Um, they're not supposed to go on the floor. You're supposed to wash them separately from everything else. Even if you're not a woman or a menstruating person, you sweat. So things go yellow and gray. Yeah. And you're supposed to you not buy bleach new them. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to buy new ones. And they always are supposed to be like coming out with like these styles. They're hideous. I felt so gross about my body because I was literally covered collarbone just, just like a white potato me, just a big fat potato <laughs> which nobody wants a skinny potato i'm sorry i'm sorry look at this <laughs> i am not a fat potato i mean sometimes i am but as a mormon i was a huge fat potato and there's you know i i did enjoy the garments under the skirt situation because Chafing. Chafing. Pre very preventative. So, I can. Uh, props to Heavenly Father for that one. But I can commiserate. The other, like, they're they're hot, they're uncomfortable, it's awkward, it's hard to explain to people, yeah. And you don't know about it, really. I mean, I'm sure if you're raised a Mormon, you probably know more than we did, mm -hmm. because you see, like, your parents, whatever, wearing them. But, like, as a convert, my missionaries never mentioned that. Like, mm -mm. no one really mentioned it up until I was like getting ready to go on my mission and then get in doubt. You make covenants to keep commandments and you do, but it's, you don't really know what those commandments are. And there's so many of them and they're really confusing. And it's everything from, you know, wear your garments every day and, you know, keep the law of chastity all the way up to like, no loud laughter, no loud laughter. I am the queen <laughs> of loud laughter. Okay. Like God, why, why doesn't God want us to laugh? And why Isn't not that seriously some he of the made most, our like, voices joyful? He made our sense of humor. We're supposed to like, you know, you would think Satan would be the one who doesn't like laughter mm -hmm. or like light mindedness. You know, You're also supposed to give all of your time, talents, money, money, and everything you have or will have up to and including your life if necessary. Yes. Yes, that is a covenant I made in the temple. Me too. To the Church of Jesus to Christ. To the Church of, of Jesus Christ. Not of to Latter Jesus, Saints. not to God, to the Church the of Church. Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. And no one thinks to mention that before you go. And I literally made a promise to give them everything I have. Which the name of this covenant is the law of consecration. Because mm -hmm. you consecrate everything. 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 So surprise. Surprise. If you're thinking of going through the temple, now you know. Now you won't be as surprised. Promises to share what we have to help take care of each other. Promises to share what we have to help take care of each other. Unless they have a brain tumor and they've missed a couple of sacrament meetings and you haven't seen all of their financial records. Or unless there's a global pandemic and there's billions of people all over the world in need. Who don't have food. But you need your $100 billion rainy day fund. Conditionally. Conditionally, yes. They are not eternal in their own right. They're, they are eternal if you and everyone that you want to love forever obey the law of tithing, the law of chastity, attending church, keeping your calling, saying 
your prayers, reading your scriptures. Worthy to have a recommend, attend you to need a to temple, be worthy receive the to ordinances. Hold a temple recommend. And then you need to be sealed to them. Yes. Which was so frustrating for me being a convert and my mom joined the church, but that was it. And it was like, I'm doing all of the things that I'm supposed to do and I'm not sealed You're to anyone. You're a modern day pioneer. <laughs> I'm a modern day pioneer. All of my posterity forever will be grateful for my sacrifices. But at the same time, am I going to be sealed to them forever? I don't know. Because, like, I was doing all the things had a temple recommend. And still, technically, like, w wasn't qualifying to be with my family forever because of other people's agency. Other people's ability to choose for themselves. So this video of, you know, families are eternal, it's like some families might be eternal if you make the right choices and everyone else does too. Mm -hmm. They leave a lot of details out. Important details because if someone really believes in what they're being told, they deserve to have all of the information before they agree to get baptized and then go in to be interviewed for a temple recommend to go do baptisms for the first time or to receive their endowment. They should have informed consent. They should know everything outright and they they don't and they do that on purpose they, they do that I on they made this video this video which absolutely knowing that they were going to be gaslighting people confused about the temple i think this is like the fourth video that comes up on youtube um when you search mormon temples knowing that people would watch this and that they would hear things like oh commandments i know that word mm -hmm. oh, families are eternal love that like mm -hmm. oh yeah they look different because they are different. and temples look so pretty so that's like really appealing and leaving out so much so much damaging information like because... the fact that black people couldn't be sealed to their families and couldn't hold the priesthood until 19 what was it 78 1978 and there's only like 30 seconds left in this video, so I don't think they're going to get to that. Nope. And I, as a missionary, never taught that. I don't I don't even know that we I really grasped it. We don't talk about it at all. It. They had that thing, I never... celebration. Do you remember when they had that? Were you active when they had that? I wasn't active, no. It was like this big celebration to celebrate the anniversary, whatever, of, this, of when of they allowed. policy change. Yeah. They shouldn't have celebrated. You know what they should have fucking done? They should have said, you know what? We are sorry. End of and discussion. And, and period. Because that should be that should have been it. When you're in a member of the church and you're not the church, when you fuck up, you have to repent. Like the repentance process is so important. And it requires saying sorry requires to everyone that you may have harmed. Confessing what you've done and, and apologizing. Making it right. And then not doing it again. Yeah. And there's instead they literally threw a party. We were only racist for like a hundred and a half years. <laughs> no big deal, guys. But now we're not. So, uh, you know. Now we're just homophobic and transphobic. <laughs> we're moving on to bigger and better things. Garbage. Like this video. Like this video. Are performed to last forever, so families can always be together. And that includes our ancestors, too. So who can go? And that includes our ancestors, too. And that's the whole other, like element of the temple is you do all this shit once for yourself only once and then you do it over and over and over and over again until you people. die and then supposedly after you die and there have been a lot of very convincing 
speculations about the temple reusing names and eventually they're going to have to find another way to get these temple names because people are starting to realize that they're being recycled hitler has been baptized a member of the mormon church post-mortem like 50 times without getting any permission from any jewish ancestor a ton a ton of victims a ton of holocaust victims were baptized a member without anyone's consent and if we are to believe that these souls and these spirits go on into the next life with their agency and you know their intelligence or whatever or taking them. their entire identity and wiping it once they die because their identity just doesn't matter their heritage their culture it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter you have as much to as... fit into this ridiculous mold in order to be with the god who supposedly created you and loves you unconditionally and you have to do it for like all of your deceased ancestors and there's a, a lot of pressure yes family history mormons are a whole other level of they... mormons <laughs> They're... They always tell you, like, don't go to the temple without a name to bring with you. Like, you have to do your ancestry. Like, they are counting on you. They're on the other side mm -hmm. telling you, like, we're waiting to be baptized. We want to be Mormon. Or it's like, well, you never know. You never know. Like, maybe they're not waiting now, but in 500 years, and you're you're close to them, you know, genealogically so you're responsible you're responsible think of how many hours of people's lives they put in not just doing temple ordinances for them but doing like the family doing the ancestry research, research. there's nothing wrong with genealogy no it's fantastic and really interesting mm -hmm. but to tell people that the reason they're doing it is because their dead loved ones won't be in heaven with them unless they do it's a little ridiculous it's sad it's, it's sad. incredibly sad. If you're going to learn about your family history, like, please learn about those people as individuals. Yes. Please learn about their lives. Learn about, like, the genetic things um, that they've given to you and, like, how you fit into the universe. Taking their names you're to the temple to. is not going to celebrate their life. No. It's just not going to. It's not what, it's not what they want. It's not what they planned, as Sharpay Evans from High School Musical says. And I just got to say, I do not planned. understand. I don't understand it either. Bizarre. Moving on? Moving on. Inside a temple. Well, at first, everyone. When a new temple is built. But like she said, at first everyone can go in. But it's guided to And then it's tours. blessed and it's um, set apart for the sacred holiness of what happens inside. Which means until it's set apart and blessed or whatever, Jesus cannot be inside. And it's... Which is why all of us heathens are allowed to enter. On a tour. On a guided tour. You're not allowed to just wander and enjoy the beautiful architecture. You have... And then it's closed. Yeah, and then it's closed, and you are not allowed back in without this pretty little stupid card thing. It's not even pretty. It's stupid. <laughs> you can get pretty holders for it, though, if you want to have, like, a carrying case. You for can your... have a picture of Jesus carrying the lamp. There's an open house for the public. Afterwards, it's only open to members of the church who have prepared themselves to make sacred promises with God. And what about the people who are gay and they're living all of the other commandments, but because they're gay, they cannot go inside? And what about the people who can't afford to pay their tithing? Who, like earlier in the video, 
families are eternal if you can afford it. Mm -hmm. Because if you're in a position where giving 10% of your money to the church. Before taxes. Before taxes. Like, if you're in a position where that's difficult for you, and that was difficult for me. Like, if you're in any level of poverty um, or whatever your circumstances are, you don't even necessarily have to be in poverty to be like, oh, we can't afford to, like, give 10% of our money then you can't have a temple recommend, you can't go and be sealed to your family and do all those other ordinances, and therefore you can't enter the celestial kingdom. You can't be in God's presence if you're not doing this, 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 and this, including paying for it. So that's the catch. Like People are like, well, you don't actually have to pay tithing. You can still be gay and be a member of our church, and that is true. And you but can... if you want to be in the highest level of the celestial kingdom you want an eternal family if you want these blessings you have to pay tithing you cannot be gay you cannot be gay and married well you, you can cannot... be gay but you can't act on it so what's you can't the fucking act point? on it yes why would you yes. ever act on the desires that god gave you that humans are biologically designed to have from the utero until death yeah and it's and it's any oh. one thing on because there's on. a whole Hold list on. of for things. those of you saying that you just don't believe science, get the fuck off my YouTube about channel. homosexuality. Yes, get the yeah. fuck off my YouTube channel and a healthy sexual lifestyle. Fuck you. Get off my channel. You're not welcome here. Get educated. And get then educated come and then come back. <laughs> Ugh, annoying. The truth is, temples aren't special because they look pretty from the outside. Instead. It's about what happens in the hearts. Of That's the literally the only thing that makes them special is that they look pretty on the outside. The truth is, temples aren't special. That's where they should have Tem cut Temples it off. aren't special. Temples aren't Period. special. They're not. They're nothing. But There's no spiritual experience you get in a temple that you can't get from going on a hike. Absolutely. Or from laughing loudly with or your friends. Or from having really good sex. Or, <laughs> or from having really good sex. Or from waking up in the morning and having a cup of coffee and meditating Watching like yourself. Watching the sunrise, doing some yoga, some meditation. Or from being fulfilled in your career or in your education or in your relationships. Or if you're just sincerely looking to grow as a human being, all of these things will come to you. It's not mm -hmm. some sort of magic Mormon thing. It's just how it works. Yeah, exactly. When you're working on improving yourself, regardless of what building you're in, you will, your yourself will start. Your improving. intuition will recognize what you need to do and where you need to go. And that's how we got where, where we are. And I'm incredibly happy. And my yeah. life is a billion times better than what it would have been and I have just stayed on the covenant path. Mm -hmm. The covenant path, which is literally just making and keeping covenants. Until, until you, you die. die. And then after that. And none of those covenants are negotiable or compromisable. It's not like you sit down with Heavenly Father and he says, okay, so like, what are you thinking you want to go for in I'm life? I'm pretty like, sure Holland says what that commandments your religion should is not like a buffet. Like you can't pick and choose. You have to like live it all or live none of it. Team none of it. Woo! Team none of it. <laughs> Team none of it. Because that's where God does his most important work. Do you notice that it's two women, a man, two women, a man? Because polygamy is still the law of heaven. Just in our scriptures, oh, the Mormon scriptures still situation. have polygamy written as doctrine 
the prophet of the world has more than one wife. Sit on that. Yeah, and there's this kind of general acceptance that if you are a woman and you're worthy and you do all the things and you don't get married in this life, that, that there will be a man who is willing to accept you and take you on in the next life. And that's what you get. You go through all this shit and you get to share a husband with who knows how many other and people. And you don't get to have sex or masturbate while you're on earth. If you want, like, this beautiful polygamist husband. Tell I it. choose masturbation. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> if it's masturbation or eternal polygamy. Masturbation. <laughs> and I think that's it. And then they just ask you to check out Mormon.org. Mormon. This video came out December 21st, 2016. So that tells you just how long ago God decided to uh, put a little switcheroo and change his mind. Yeah. Pull a little switcheroo. Pull a little switcheroo. So fun when God just, like, changes his mind like that. Like, he's always keeping us on I mean, I guess he's God. His ways aren't our ways. His ways aren't our ways. He's the same yesterday, today, and, and forever. forever. Except <laughs> for everything. For literally everything. And even, like we were saying, like, the initiatory change, the endowment has been changed multiple times. It's changed since the time, like, before and after I got endowed. And yeah. it's continuing to change. Yeah. And, uh, recently, and temples are still going up. People are still going without food and water and this previous winter dying on the streets with empty church buildings and empty te temples and $130 stockpiled across the street from the church epicenter. And, um, but that's their rainy day fund. They can't give it to people experiencing homelessness when it might rain. That's ridiculous. Why didn't they pull it out yesterday? It rained yesterday. Mm. That's a good call. If anybody knows. <laughs> anybody knows. Anyway, okay. We're going to link this video below so you can watch it for yourself. We'd love to hear about your thoughts. What did this video leave out? What do you think is important to know about and, going to the temple? And we didn't even talk about um, baptism. No, we didn't talk about baptism. Yeah, there's like so many the things first chapter of the temple yeah okay so there's a temple part two coming up so like subscribe follow us on instagram feel free to send us an email if you want maybe like a story or something shared like anonymously mm -hmm. um share our video there's a ton of people who are having questions who maybe just need something to listen to that they can relate to so if you felt that like it, share it, spread the word. Yeah. Um, every ex-member missionary. Every ex-member missionary. Until next time, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the More Than Mormon podcast. If you made it this far, then you're definitely worthy to enter the Telushto kingdom. Wait, is that the good one?